if I stressed you right now, for example, uh, it'd be a very different matter if you were by yourself and nobody to share with than if a friend of yours next to you says, hey, how are you feeling? As soon as they ask you how you're feeling, your stress level goes down. So the lack of connection leads to increased stress. That's Dr. Gabor Mate. And this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. I am grateful for you tuning in with me today as we have a returning speaker who is a New York Times bestselling author and expert in the range of topics that include trauma, addiction, and uh, childhood development. And in today's talk, he's going to share the powerful connection that our social life and our environment have on our overall health and well-being. Here's Dr. Gabor Mate. Enjoy. The Buddha said 2,500 years ago, well, he, 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 had, he, had, he talked about what he called the interconnected core rising of phenomena. The interconnected core rising of phenomena. He was simply saying that everything is connected to everything else. He said, contemplate all the conditions near and distant. He says, look at a leaf or a raindrop, a leaf or a raindrop, and contemplate all the conditions near and distant necessary for the existence of that leaf or a raindrop. Obviously. Look at a leaf, it contains the sun, the photosynthesis, the effect of light. Obviously, without the sun, there'd be no leaf. The sky, from which the water falls, that irrigates the plant, that then produces the leaf, and the earth, the minerals and the nutrients, and the materials that make up the substance of the, of the leaf. So that leaf contains the earth, the sun, and the sky. And, and, and Buddha said... Um, no, every phenomena depends on the existence of all other phenomena. He said, without the many, there cannot be the one, and without the one, there cannot be the many. If you look at parental stress, it's not an individual phenomena either. Contemplate all the conditions near and distant that lead to that parent being stressed. So it so happens that Puerto Rican kids in Chicago have higher rates of um, asthma than other ethnic groups. They also happen to have families that are more stressed than other families. Now, is that individual family problem, or does that reflect the social problem? In other words, what I'm saying to you is that there's no condition of human beings, physical or mental, virtually, virtually, I mean, there are some exceptions, but virtually no condition of human beings that we call pathology that does not reflect the social and cultural uh, background and issue. And we can't understand any of this without looking at the larger picture. 
And it's very interesting. Medicine is very interesting that way. If you go to a dermatologist with an inflamed skin, what kind of cream are they going to give you? Anybody know? Steroid cream, right. If you go to a rheumatologist with an inflamed joint, what medication are they going to give you? Steroid very often. If, the, if you go to a, a lung specialist with asthma, what kind of inhaler are you going to get? Steroid. If you go to a gastroenterologist with an inflamed intestines, what kind of medication are you going to get? Steroids. No, what are steroids? They're copies of cortisol. What is cortisol? It's a stress hormone. We're treating everything with stress hormones. Maybe it should occur to us that stress has something to do with the onset of these conditions. And that stress is not an individual problem. Stress is a social problem. And so if we're seeing more of this or that condition, let's consider that we're looking at the manifestations of something in the culture. To go back to multiple sclerosis, for example, why women? Well, what if we understood, which is my perspective, that it's very much a stress-driven condition? And it's very much a disease of people who take on too much stress in their lives unwittingly. Well, let's look at the situation as for women. What has changed from seven years ago? Women have always had the roles of being the ones who absorb the stresses and um, problems of their families, including their spouses. So when you see the number of women who are getting anti-anxiety or antidepressant medications being many more historically than those of the men, does that reflect the weakness of the woman? Or does it actually reflect the fact that the woman is absorbing the stress of both people in the relationship very often? But that's their cultural role and their whole family. Well, that hasn't changed. That's still the case. But on top of that, women now have to um, either choose to or have to, in many cases, play an economic role as well. They have to have a career, jobs, and so on which would be okay and even beneficial if the other role was shared equally. But it isn't. Women still largely have the role of being the stress absorbers of their larger families. And there's more stress than there used to be because there's less connection. Now, Dr. Stephen Porges, who done brilliant work on the nervous system, he points out that safety is not a question of a lack of threat. Safety is the presence of connection. Now, in this society, there's much less connection than there used to be, for all kinds of reasons, which I don't have to go into, but I mean, it's obvious. And if you read my book on addiction, you know that there's a particular store in Vancouver where I would shop for classical music in a very addicted fashion. And it's a beautiful story. <laughs> no, it really is a beautiful story. It, 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 it's, it's magnificent, large, tall ceilings, and the staff are so musically knowledgeable and friendly, and such a great atmosphere in there. And there's, there's all kinds of recordings from decades ago so that you can get anything ever recorded almost. And 
yeah, I, I, I spent a lot of money there and in a very addicted way, but that's not the store's fault. Uh, but that store is closing now. Just, the news just came out a couple of weeks ago. Second to last classical music store in Canada. I don't think you have any left in the United States. Because online and digital technology has thrown them out of business. Now, what does that mean? That means that that person who wants to buy music now doesn't go to a store doesn't talk to a human being, isn't in a human environment. They sit in the isolation of their home and they push buttons on a machine. There's less and less connection. So what I'm saying is, multiple sclerosis women, their role have doubled, but there's less connection, so there's more stress. You know, because you know, when, you, when you're, um, if I stressed you right now, for example, uh, It'd be a very different matter if you were by yourself and nobody to share with than if a friend of yours next to you says, hey, how are you feeling? As soon as they ask you how you're feeling, your stress level goes down. So the lack of connection leads to increased stress. And there was a very interesting Australian study that showed, they looked at a number of women who uh, had lumps suspicious for breast cancer, so they had to have biopsies. And they... Uh, put these women through a psychological questionnaire before the results came back. And after the results came back, it uh, turned out that if a woman was emotionally isolated, that by itself did not increase the risk of that lump being cancerous. Similarly, if a woman was stressed, that by itself did not increase the chance of that lump being cancerous. But if a woman was stressed and emotionally isolated, the risk of that lump being cancerous was nine times as great as the average. And the physicians and, and the scientists who did the study, of course, couldn't understand this because they said, how does zero and zero add up to nine? Zero effect, zero effect, nine, what? But to go back to our example here, if you, my friend, were stressed right now, which means there were high levels of stress hormone in your body, cortisol and adrenaline, but your friend of yours next to you said, hey, how are you feeling? Do you want to talk about it? Whew, your stress level would go right down. But if you're emotionally isolated and you're stressed, then your cortisol level will stay high for a long time. And cortisol suppresses the immune system, which means that a malignancy is more likely to develop. Which means that cancer is not the disease of the individual. The development of cancer in an individual reflects a lifetime history of relationships to family and to the culture and to society which then might explain to us, for example, why if you look at, again, black Americans, black Americans are more likely to get prostate cancer and more likely to die of it and not because of lack of medical care. And black women are more likely to die of breast cancer, even if they have access to good medical care. But why is that? Well, maybe there's something about being a minority in this particular culture that is so highly stressful that it deranges the immune system. So is it an individual problem again, or is it a social problem? It's also true that in some very high economically advantaged areas, I think in Marin County, for example, amongst well-to-do white women, there's a high breast cancer rate. 
maybe they're very stressed in a different way. And maybe they're isolated emotionally. Maybe that's what's driving it. So what I'm saying is, you can't separate the mind from the body. You can't separate the individual from the environment. And the only way to look at human beings is, as somebody once called, 41 years ago, an American physician called for what he described as a biopsychosocial view of human beings, which is to say that the biology can't be separated from the psychology and that can't be separated from the social environment. Big thanks to Dr. Gabor Mate for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled, Dr. Gabor Mate, The Myth of Normal and the Power of Connection Wholehearted. And if you'd like to connect with him and his work, you can go to his website, drgabormate.com. His Instagram is gabormatemd. And his latest book is entitled The Myth of Normal, Trauma, Illness, and Healing in a Toxic Culture. And if you'd like to hear more talks with Dr. Gabormate, you can go to the show description and look at his previous episode section where there'll be a list of all the previous episodes that he's been featured on the show, as well as in the show description will be all the links to everything I just mentioned, along with a link to today's entire talk. All right, that is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.